John 7, 37 through 38, but you can stay in Luke 1. This is the Lord Jesus, and it's during a feast. On the last day of the great of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So let's go to Luke 1, verse 5. And we're going to just read, okay? This is the gospel of Luke. He has a great introduction, which I most, most of the times I would read it because it's very, very good. But I want to start at the story in verse 5. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. And he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now while he, Zacharias, was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and to burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zacharias was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer has been heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great before the Lord and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just." to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Uh, I want to stop here, and, and if we go back up to uh, verse, verse 10. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Uh, so the Lord is bringing an exhortation from this word in that, I don't know if you know this, but we are a house that is now praying for something specifically. And the Lord has called us to pray. The leaders are praying in pairs of twos and threes. We are gathered as a multitude to pray and bring incense before God. Okay? We are gathered together in the spirit, in the vision, in the call. 
We don't know what he wants to bring. We don't know the word that will break forth. We just want his glory. We want his presence. We want whatever he has for this land and this dirt, his kingdom come, his will be done, his glory here. Now you can join in on that if you want to. You can be a part of that multitude that is praying, an hour of incense, a time of incense, a time of supplication. But we have to be praying the same things. We have to be knowing what we're praying for. Right? That's the bond of peace. That's the unity of actually the Holy Spirit. What are we praying for? What are you praying for? We're praying for the glory of God to come. We are praying for the kingdom of God to dwell. And you go, what does that look like? What does that look like? What are you talking about? What do you mean? And Zacharias is the one that's going in and he's going to encounter and have an encounter of the word of the Lord. That's not what he's expecting. It's not what anybody expected on this day. It's not what anybody expected on this day. And he goes in and the angel tells him, what did the angel tell him? Do not be afraid, Zacharias. In verse 13, for your prayer has been heard. Your prayer has been heard. Now Elizabeth is the key factor in all of this. But any time in the Bible that we see a woman with barrenness, there is a great promise that comes forth from it. A great promise comes forth from women who the Bible mentions is barren. The first one was Father Abraham's wife, Sarah, was barren. And the promise was Isaac. Isaac's wife was Rebekah, who was barren. But Isaac prayed, and the promise was two nations, Esau and Jacob. Jacob's wife that he loved was Rachel. Rachel was barren. The promise that came through her was Joseph. I will add, and I will have another. And Benjamin came after Later down the road, you ran into the mom and the dad of Samson. Right? Mom and dad of Samson. The angel of the Lord came to her and said, you will have a child, but you must know that he's going to be set apart. To him to have a double portion of my spirit, not the spirit of the Lord that comes upon, but the might of God. He must be a Nazarite of a Nazarite vow. And Samson was a judge like none other. Samson was a judge of power and righteousness and then of might and thunder. Very fierce judge of the Lord. Later down the road, the voice of the Lord was not being heard. And there was a woman named Hannah. And Hannah was barren. And Hannah cried to the Lord, not with her voice, but with her heart. And the Lord saw the prayers. And her barrenness was lifted with God hears, Samuel. God hears, Samuel came forth. And there has not been a prophet since Moses that was like Samuel that saw and heard. And not one of his words fell to the ground. Throughout the Bible, we keep running into if there is a woman who's barren, and now we're coming into the New Testament, and Elizabeth, and who is her son? John the Baptist, whose voice you've never heard. He's the voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. For the one who would cry out on a feast day 
If you are thirsty, come to me. Drink. These are cousins six months apart. Justice comes swiftly. Justice comes swiftly. It comes swiftly. You can go for an extended period of barrenness. You can go for an extended period of time where nothing is happening. No breakthrough is happening. But justice comes swiftly with the word of the Lord. That's what we're pressing into. That's what this house is pressing into. It can feel like we are not producing the fruit that we have had the faith for for decades It can feel like that. It can feel like that. It can feel like we are not producing the fruit that I have believed for, that we have been praying for. The signs, the miracles, the wonders, the presence, the people that are driving by are not stopping yet. As we exalt Jesus, why are they not coming? There's that discouragement that comes upon this house constantly. It's a bombardment here. But the blessing is that if you see yourself as barren, a great promise is coming. A great promise is coming that breaks forth the way of the Lord. That breaks forth the promises of God. That breaks forth the blessings of Joseph that I will add. I will keep on adding. That breaks forth the princes of God in Jacob who became Israel. And that breaks forth the Isaac, the children of God who are the promise. That breaks forth the prophets of Samuel that they will hear and they will speak the word of the Lord and it won't fall to the ground. That breaks forth the Samsons that have the might of God and won't back down. All of these things this house has prayed for. And it is ours because the one who came after, John the Baptist, made a way. And she's been preaching about The spirit of the Lord will fall upon your men servants and your maid servants, your sons and your daughters. There is no reason to have all of the glory of God. Christ in us, the hope of glory, breaking through. The father of lights. This is what we pray for. This is what we're praying for. This is the hour that he's called us to pray. We don't have a time to stop. He's wanting the faithfulness, the righteousness, the, the pursuit of it, in that Elizabeth and Zacharias were seen as righteous before God because they never stopped. They never stopped believing, pursuing, believing, pursuing, forgiving, trusting, crying, grieving, mourning, and night Morning in the day, morning with God, but then rising up in faith and trampling on snakes and scorpions and saying, no, this is the truth. This is the way, and we're going to walk in it. This is what we have declared in this dirt. This is what we have said shall be, because it's not our ways, but it's the Lord's ways. He gave us these promises. We didn't conjure them up. It's his words, and I trust that he accomplishes it. And there have been some in our house that have gone on and slept with Jesus who have believed this. And we are carrying on that pursuit. People that have prayed in this dirt, people that have walked these streets, we know them in our house who have fallen asleep with Jesus. They have believed for a glory that the Lord 
would pour out that has never been seen in the earth, but it can be for this wearisome, dry place that we call it here in San Angelo. Can any good come out of here? Oh, yes, it can. Not because of what we've done, but because of his goodness and mercy. Because I choose to believe the hem of his garment is all it takes to change the world. It's all it takes. That the violent press in and take it by force. The violent press in and take it by force. I want to go to verse 14. And read this with me again. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Now hear this. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Now this is an important prophecy because Malachi prophesied that before the Messiah would come, Elijah would come back. Elijah would show up, that, that the, the Elijah would come, the prophet Elijah would come and turn the hearts back. And so this is necessary for Jesus to come. This is necessary for the fulfillment to come. And the angel, the the son of God, Gabriel comes and gives the message that this boy, this John, who becomes John the Baptist, fulfills this prophecy. But he adds a little bit more than Malachi said. He adds that it will be, this one will turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To the disobedient, to the wisdom of the just. To make ready for the Lord a people prepared. John the Baptist was the one who the Lord inspired to baptize. That had not been done. Not like this dunking in the Jordan immersion thing. And it offended the Jews. And that's why Jesus asked them, was the baptism of John from heaven or not? And it put them in a dilemma. And Jesus said, I believe that it was from God. And if it's from God, then I must follow it. And I must do it. And that's why we do it. Because it was something that the Lord brought that needed to shift in our hearts that we must be baptized. Jesus was the one that honored the prophet in the name of the prophet and said, no, this is how it should be. This is from heaven. This is a word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. And this is a principle that we need to be following. Water baptism. And Jesus said, but I got one too. I got a baptism as well. I got a baptism as well. This is the time where many of us believe we are obviously getting closer and closer to the end of the age. We know this. Every day we get closer, obviously. But this mandate is coming upon the bride of turning the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, but also turning the disobedient back to the wisdom of the just. And this is a nation that has lost both of those things. And this is a nation that has lost the family, lost the heads of the houses, and lost the children. 
And this is a nation that has seen the disobedient overcome and rule the wisdom of the just. And everyone is suffering for it. And this mantle, this word that we're praying for, this is part of what's going to come to this house as you seek the Lord and you pray for his kingdom to come, his will to be done. It must be prepared. And the spirit of Elijah is the Holy Spirit. The spirit of John the Baptist is the Holy Spirit. It said he was baptized in the womb with the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost is in me, then this spirit is in me. It's the spirit of Jesus. It's the spirit of the Lord that turns the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. But it also turns the disobedient and the lawlessness back to the wisdom of the truth and of the just. And justice comes swiftly. Justice comes swiftly. Yes. Yes. Why? To make ready the way of the Lord. To make ready the way of the Lord. Consistently, the prophets have been saying there is a wave coming. But consistently, they say it's not the only one. There is a wave coming. There is a wave coming of a harvest, but the one after it is the way of the Lord. And we are praying for the wave to come, but we have to be ready and we have to be aware that the spirit of the Lord that prepares the way is for the another wave, the another wave of the Lord. It's all of the Lord. I know, I, don't get confused. It's all of the Lord, but he prepares the way, and then a greater wave can come. He prepares the way, and then a greater wave can come. John the Baptist prepared the hearts. They were all seeking after God. Those that he, the repentance was there. Their hearts were tender towards the Lord. They were seeing him, and the greater one came. Something greater is here. Something greater is here. And the bummer was is that those who were in the first wave, some got offended that there was another wave. Some got offended that there was Jesus six months behind. That can't be us. That can't be us. That we are on our knees and we are praying and we are being faithful to what God has given us and I choose to believe it. And then when it comes, I can't settle and say, that's it. We've done it. I gotta say, there's another one coming. There's another one coming. I got to be more prepared than this one. Because it will overtake you. And that's where the church has gotten offended is when these ways have come, they don't expect another one to come. And I'm telling you the truth. Telling you the truth. This is a spiritual thing. This is a prophetic thing. And this is a house of prophecy. Okay? Let's keep going. Amen. Verse 18. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place. Because, underline it, you did not believe. You did not believe. Now, 
Grace is on Zacharias and Elizabeth. His unbelief did not remove the promise from him. But he suffered a price for it. And we can suffer a price for unbelief even if the, the, the promise comes. We can suffer a price for unbelief even when the wave of revival and awakening and glory comes to San Angelo and the surrounding region all the way up sweeping through this state that we call Texas. We can suffer a price. The promise can still come and you can still be blessed, but you can suffer a price for not believing what he's asked you to believe. And this house has been asked by God to believe a very great thing. I'm not talking about people down the street. I don't know what God has told them, but I know what he's told us. And if you've been called to be in this house, then you must be of faith to what he's told her, what he's told her. That's the call here. That's the mission here. That's the forerunning here. That's the house of Issachar here. That's the hard thing here. That's why it's hard. Because you have to believe. Impossible things. Do you want to or not? I, I won't force you. I won't. Which will be fulfilled in their time. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. We are gathering in this place, but I want you to realize that his encounter came in a secret place. His encounter came when it was just him and God. And our encounters of this awakening, our encounters of this glory are going to be how much you pursue one-on-one with God one-on-one with Jesus, how much he is your obsession, how much he is everything. You're my all. You're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, and I love you, and I love you, Lord. That is where this is going to happen, and I and Brandy need those encounters that you have with God. This house needs them more than you need my encounters with God. Because that's when the whole church is being edified and grown and knit together. And you're not reliant upon one of the joints to get it all done. You're relying upon your well, your everlasting wellspring of life. Remember, come to me, those who thirst. And drink, and I will give you rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. It's, that is the encounters that you can have. And this, is, this isn't the head of the Levitical priesthood. <laughs> this is one that was chosen by rolling the dice. This is one that was chosen by rolling the dice. We are praying at all different times of the day. The women are praying at all different times of the day. The men are praying in the morning. 
any one of those times before you pray or during the prayer, the angel of the Lord could come. And I expect that. But I don't say it's just one. I think that there's an open heaven here. I believe there's an open heaven here where we all are encountering the glory of God. We all are encountering heavenly places where you have been seated in Christ Jesus. Set your mind on things above. And if you feel like you are barren there, then a promise is coming. A promise is coming that will break forth not only your life, but the region, but the house, but the family of God. Yes? And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple, and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his house. And after these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months, she kept herself hidden. (laughs) Thus the Lord, and she said, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my approach among the people. Okay. I know maybe I don't understand, but it's always jumped out to me that she didn't tell anybody for five months. The barren woman who's never had a child didn't tell anyone for five months. And it doesn't sound like when we read the rest that she was planning on telling anybody. (laughs) There's a principle here. There's a principle here that in that intimate place with Jesus, he's going to give you something to birth and he's going to test you to see, can you keep it? Can you guard it? Can you hold it? Am I more than enough? Just between me and you, Jesus said. Am I more than enough? Am I more than enough? Because she hasn't told anybody that she's pregnant, but yet she knows that her reproach has been taken away from the public. But there's no public affirmation here. The public are not rejoicing for her. But she has already been clean from She has already been, my reproach is gone. It's Jesus is more than enough. The Lord is more than enough. And his promises to me are yes and amen. And he is faithful and true. And even after all these years, I will not boast in myself that it will be between me and him of this victory I have. And the only reason why the news comes out is because somebody else gets pregnant and shows up at her door. You know who I'm talking about. Do you? Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my approach among the people. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great. 
Okay. We just talked about what the promise that John would bring, right? Do you remember? The word of the Lord that comes in that first wave, turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, the disobedience to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the people prepared for the Lord, right? Now this promise comes, and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary asks the same question that Zacharias did, right? Zacharias asks, how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. Mary said, how will this be since I am a virgin? So you're thinking, oh, no. At least you should have thought that. Right? Do you see how that's the same question asked, I hope? Okay. Then the Holy then he answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born and will be called Holy, the Son of God. He's the Son of his father David and the Son of God in these two sentences. That is a very important thing. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to the word. And the angel departed from her. Keep going. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped within her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted for me that The mother of my Lord should come for me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. The spirit was different. The spirit was different in the question. The heart was different. Zacharias, it's all black and white in the spirit. The angel sees a heart of unbelief asking a question. The, The angel by the spirit sees the heart of faith asking a question. (laughs) Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. We have to ask our hearts. We have to ask the Lord, do we have a belief that there will be a fulfillment of what you have said is going to happen here? And Zacharias lost his voice. Mary got to sing. Mary got to sing it out. Mary got to speak it forth. Mary got to pronounce the testimony of the faithfulness of God. Zacharias' time came, but he had to pay a penalty. Zacharias is coming, but not before those who believed. 
There's a prophetic here. There's a prophetic here. Are you hearing it? You have to take hold of it. What has the Lord asked us to believe? If we can repent now, if there's any unbelief there, when we know that there'll be a fulfillment there with faith. Now our head walks with great faith. And we're called to be disciples of that faith, of her and that faith. That's the truth. This, this should be a house full of the faith of Jesus Christ given to us from those leaders. We did a table talk this, this last Wednesday. The last question was, that which you have seen, that's what you have heard, that's what you have received. These things do as you have gotten them from your leaders. These things that you have seen in your leaders, these things that you have heard in your leaders, these things that you have received from your leaders in the house of God, these things do. And the God of peace will guard your heart and mind. It's a promise. It's a promise. It's under authority. It's undercover. It's submission, but it's life-giving to your cell. It's life-giving to your bones. It gives you purpose and vision. It gives you a place to go. It means that you're not walking on your own journey with Jesus, but you're walking with the body of Christ with Jesus. There is a difference. You are called to be of the one body of Christ. The bride of Christ made ready, and the spirit and the bride together say, come. But if we're all on a different path, but I'm with Jesus, ugh, you're not being prepared by the Holy Spirit. You're not being prepared by the Holy Spirit as one. I want to go to Isaiah 54. You're doing really good. You're doing really good. I'll start at the beginning here. Isaiah 54, verse 1. I'm still in the ESV. Sing, O barren one who did not hear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor, for the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married. Says who? The Lord. <laughs> If you feel like you have been barren or you haven't raised the children of the Lord or there hasn't been an increase in the fruit of the Spirit, as you have seen, as you have heard, as you have desired, as he has given you these visions, as he's given you these prophecies, as he has given you these declarations over you and your house and your children and your children's children, if you feel like they're just not, they're just barren, God is saying, just believe me. It only takes a swift word. It only takes a swift moment. It only takes one day. For justice to come swiftly, if the vision tarries, wait for it. It shall come. And if you feel like that, then that means there's a great promise coming because it always has come. It always has. It always has. Sing, O barren one who did not hear. Break forth into singing and do what? Cry aloud. I think it was... 
uh, one of the, I think it was Johnson that, that mentioned this to me, is that they are already worshiping and crying out and shouting as if it's already happened. As if they already have all the children as if they already have all the promises, as if they've already been in the glory and it's already been here. That's faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And it is impossible to please God unless you have this faith. That I am already worshiping as if the promises are fulfilled. The prophecies have come to pass. The children are home. (laughs) That's how this is. It's the same as Jesus crying aloud in the feast. Come to me. Come on. Drink. And I will give you rivers of living water that will come out of your belly. It's that same action. It's that same movement. It's that same praise. It's that same shout. It's that same adoration. It's that same walk of faith. Because it doesn't make sense. Why would you dance as if you... Why would you shout as if it's already... Why would you rejoice unless you see the check? Why, wouldn't, why would you shout out loud unless you saw the money? But he said, that's the people I have. About. That's the people I want to be with. That's my children. That's my children. Yes? For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. (laughs) Lengthen your cords and stretch out your stakes. What is he saying there? He says, add on. Build, build, build. Don't compromise and hold back. Don't sell yourself short for an ounce of doubt, for an ounce of unbelief. Build, build, build. Build, build, build. Enlarge the place of your tent that starts in your heart. If your heart is not enlarging itself, you cannot enlarge yourself spiritually and physically. It starts in the heart. You have to expand your heart to believe more. You have to expand your heart to believe greater things. You have to expand your heart to believe more. And then your spirit man can enlarge and strengthen itself. And then in the physical, it will make itself manifest. That's the truth. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And we'll end here. Verse 3, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations. And will, and your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. Amen. The Lord knows that justice comes swiftly, and there's an exhortation here in the story of one man who received the promise of God. And we are praying as that man. We are praying as that wife. And we are in a moment where we need to, okay, keep checking. What am I praying for? Am I praying for it in the faith that it will be fulfilled? Let it be done to me according to your word. Let it be done to me according to your word. Not according to what I can conjure up, but according to your words. Thus said the Lord that the barren one would be. 
filled with children. Let this house be filled as so. Amen? Let's stand and pray. If you have need of prayer or repentance, we are up here. You can go one-on-one or you can visit with the Lord. And your encounters one-on-one with the Lord are necessary. (laughs) Necessary for the growth of the body. Holy Spirit, here we are. And we say yes to your word. We say yes to your promises. We say yes to your vision here. To your dominion here. To your kingdom here. To your prophecy here. To your declarations of faith here. We say yes, God, to the call to pray together, to be a multitude bringing incense before God, supplications of faith, not of our will or not of what we want to see happen, but what you have asked us to believe for. And we thank you, Father, for it. I ask, God, that you would convict us, that you would prune us, that you would remove fear and doubt and unbelief, any ounce of it, God that we would be the ones that can pronounce and proclaim as the Song of Mary the excellencies of God. Proclaim your name to the nations, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.